Well, hello and welcome to episode 408 of the Veg Grow podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden and I document it on the hope it might inspire more people to grow their own food. Now coming up today, I've got a list of seeds that we can sow and tasks that we can tackle throughout August. But firstly, let's find out what I've been doing over this last week. It is Friday the 30th of July 2021. I'm at home in my garden today. Unfortunately, I'm going away tomorrow for the day, so I'm not going to be able to do much gardening tomorrow. But today, well actually, a few days ago, I moved some of my cabbage seedlings. These were seedlings I picked out last week. And I just moved one tray, I've got two trays, but I moved one tray just to see how they were getting on outside. It's it's kind of sacrificial crop. Well, I noticed earlier today I had a a snail munching on one of my cabbage seedlings. Now, I don't mind the one, you know, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure they will recover from it. And I've removed this snail and gave it to my chickens. I very, very, very rarely have problems with slugs and snails, as I said last week. Nature normally does the, the worst of it. Fortunately, this snail hasn't done any damage. It may have lost one or two cabbage plants, but out of a tray of, I don't know, 50, that's not the end of the world. We'll see what happens with the rest. Now, what else have I done? Not much, really. I've been doing some weeding, tending to the garden that way, and trying to work out what to do about some rogue raspberries and blackberries. They seem to be popping up all over the place. Now, I don't mind rogue raspberries or rogue blackberries, but they do tend to grow in places where I don't want them. And I've got to really dig them out, but I feel, feel that's a bit wasteful, so I might end up putting them into pots and just seeing if we can grow them on and move them somewhere else and basically pot the most amount of use into them. But yes, I've been clearing out the weeds in the veg patch area, which I don't really get very many of anyway. Pleased to say my carrots, my parsnips, my onions are still growing very, very, very well. As are my tomatoes, my marigolds and my chard that I have grown here. Now my tomatoes actually, I've noticed down the allotment that a lot of my tomatoes have been hit with the awful blight. I don't know, seagulls chirping away. I know a lot of the people have been suffering with blight this year. It's a particularly nasty fungal disease and one that's really bad this year. But one thing I've done at home is I've planted a lot of like cherry tomatoes, hanging tomatoes in hanging baskets. So they're up high where they get plenty of ventilation and they have done really, really well. They're not quite producing fruit just yet but they are grown well, they're not affected by blight or anything like that. And it's a little tip that I've heard many times, if you do suffer from blight, look at growing tomatoes in hanging baskets. It will be worthwhile. Right, well that is it for today. I'm going to wrap up and head on in. The chicken has just gone to bed, so I'm going to close that up and that'll be it for today. Like I say, tomorrow I'm going out for the day, I'm going to Wisley, so there won't be any gardening update tomorrow but there's Sunday still to come. It is Sunday the 1st of August 2021. Now, 
as I said on Friday, there was no garden going on yesterday because I was at Wisley visiting, seeing my friend Lee, had a great tour of the gardens and there's a podcast coming out about that in the very near future. But today I've came down to the allotment and yeah, quite happy actually. I haven't been down here much during the week because the weather has been really temperamental actually. So while I came down here, I've hoed out the empty beds. Now these are where onions and garlics are going to be growing later on this year, but because they were empty, I've hoed them and then I've sprinkled in some Facilia seed just to eke out the weeds, try and smother out the weeds, a bit of a green manure, hopefully add nutrients. And then in a few weeks time, we will cut down all the all the um, Facilia and cover it over with more compost or cardboard then compost and then we can grow it our garlic and onions into this area so that's uh that's getting those prepared we've just got to make sure we keep them watered and hopefully they will grow they're quite quick this facilia uh so we figured it was going to be a, a good one to grow did think about mustard like i said last week but then i worried that mustard does take a lot of nutrients out of the soil so i decided not to do that after that, I trimmed the elder tree again. This elder tree really has got to go, I've decided. I said that last year, but yeah, it definitely really has got to go. I think it's just not, it's in the wrong place. It's too big. It's too much hard work. I've trimmed it down again. All, all this is going into the compost heap, of course, and added more and more nutrients to the compost heaps. While I had the hedge trimmer out, and I'll be talking about the hedge trimmer later on in this podcast, I also chopped down some comfrey. Now comfrey is a fantastic plant to have on the allotment because it's full of so many good nutrients. The leaves are fantastic. You can make your own tomato feed from it, but it's also a great compost accelerator. So I chopped down one of my comfrey areas and I've thrown those leaves onto the, the compost heap as well, which will go on to help add nutrients and rot down that compost a lot better. After that I headed into the greenhouse and I brought down some more chilli plants with me. I had a pot of uh, peas that were overwinter peas which have basically died back and I've cleared those out and into that I've put in a chilli plant. This is it's probably a bit late in the season but the chilli plants are growing quite big and they're quite well. I just really wanted to make sure I've got something constantly growing in these areas just so that there is always a plant or something in there and I'm making the most amount of use of it. And I like chilies. I've got a lot of chilies down here and at home. So I figured they were a good one. While I was in there, I also gave everything a bit of a feed just to help everything out. The compost I seem to have used doesn't, I don't think it's done very well. The, the plants seem a bit stunted in there. They were doing good, but now they just seem a little stunted. So it might just be me, but I'm keeping a close eye on those and just seeing how they get on. Now I followed that up with heading over to the potato bed. Now, the first early potatoes that I started digging out a few weeks ago, I went back to that area just to see how everything was looking and if there was any volunteers. But what I've noticed now... I checked on this area last week, uh, but it's been empty. It hasn't had, really had any plants growing in it for at least two weeks. 
And by now I would have expected the cooch grass to come in and take over, but it hasn't. So I dug it over again just to see if there were any volunteer seeds in there. There wasn't. And then I sowed some daikon radish. Now I usually don't sow any seeds directly into the ground on the allotment because what I find is that the cooch grass just comes in and takes over and it comes in very, very quickly. But where I've grown these potatoes this year, Obviously the potatoes were planted in, the potatoes grow quite big and they smother everything out, but I've been earthing them up with grass clippings. Now, I said last year that I started using grass clippings and they were a fantastic way of smothering out weeds and just making sure everything seems to last and stay moist. And I think that combined with when I've dug over to remove any potatoes and I've removed any little bits of root, it's meant that the cooch grass hasn't came in because there's nowhere for it to grow. It has basically worked at smothering everything out and keeping my area weed free. Now, I also should say that over the winter, this area was growing phacelia. And this is where I've been saying, like, particularly this year, that this multi-pronged attack of trying to get rid of the cooch grass seems to work by... Uh, growing green manures or constantly having something growing in the beds smothering out where we can with mulches and just making sure that we we earth everything up and add plenty of compost in order to do no dig gardening as well i think it, in a combination it seems to have worked really really well on that area and uh, just kind of proves to me how good facilia has been along with everything else at reducing down the weeds. Now I went then went to my second early potatoes area and you may recall last week I said blight had hit some of them so I kind of left them uh, to see just how bad it got and I probably shouldn't have done that to be honest but I did and it didn't really get much worse but it was quite clear I got blight on some of these second early potatoes. Not all of them but the ones that did have blight, I have dug those up. Uh, got a good amount of potatoes again from those. So I'm very, very happy with that. And removed all the foliage and all the weeds and everything again. And just making sure we have nothing left in the soil. Really does seem to work. And definitely keeping these mulches are really working at reducing the cooch grass. So uh, big tip, big lesson learned. If we can just get the lawnmower working, I will constantly be using lawn clippings in order to smother out weeds or constantly be using mulches, I should say. Right, well, that is it for today. Hopefully I can come back down here tomorrow after work. Uh, let's find out if we actually manage that. Today is the 2nd of August 2021. It's a Monday and what I want to talk about today is the product of the month. What I started doing last month is buying a, a product out my own hard-earned money to use in the garden to review at the beginning and then review in a month's time. Now this month I have brought myself a Clark soil sieve. This was £53 from Amazon. A lot of what I buy will be from Amazon because it's easier for me to share with other people. What this basically is, is a giant sieve with legs, stands about a foot off the ground, but it's also got a handle with a little bar that means when I pour 
soil into the top and rotate the handle as I'm doing now, it sifts through the soil and should in theory clear it all out and work it down and get through it. Should make a, a fast job and actually it's not done too bad a job with what I've just done. I've, I've filled the container up. It's got quite a big container with some soil from my compost bins. I filled that up and that, just after a few turns that has sifted through that quite quickly and leaving behind the little bits of root or unbroken down material that we don't really or needs a bit more time to, in the compost bins. So, initial thoughts, quite good, um, pretty impressed, certainly made that job very easy, although one thing that somebody said to me when I mentioned about this, it can be a problem, is that the way the nuts and bolts are can sometimes cause stones to get stuck, which actually, although it's almost empty, I've got a large stone that the bar is pushing up against one of the bolts so I can see already what this person was suggesting so that might need a bit of a an adjustment in the future but apart from that on this initial test I'm quite impressed with it it seems quite sturdy not a bad price and hopefully it will speed up the time it takes for me to sift through my compost I thought about getting an electric one, but an electric one is no good for on the allotment. So this manual one, it may be a bit of a workout. We'll see how it goes over this next month. Now last month I bought my Ryobi hedge trimmer. And that was about £130, battery powered hedge trimmer, using all the batteries that I already have for my Ryobi garden tools. I've used it for a month now and I'm very, very, very happy with it. It cuts through branches, as long as they're not too thick, quite happily. Anything under an inch thick, it does absolutely fine. It cuts very quickly and very, very nicely and nice clean cuts through a great number of branches and stuff that I really haven't had a problem with it cutting through. In terms of batteries, it works very well with any size battery, be it the 1 amp or the 5 amp battery. The 1 amp battery does run through and run out of juice a lot quicker, of course, but that's not a huge problem. It just means we uh, have to use one of the other batteries. The 5 amp hour battery lasts ages and hours and hours. So yes, very, very happy with that after a month's worth of use. Would I recommend it? Absolutely I would. Not because it's Ryobi. I'm not paid anything by Ryobi. I've got no relationship with Ryobi. It's just my personal preference. I've used it for trimming hedges. I've also used it for cutting down brambles and stuff low on the ground. It does a really, really good job at that. So yeah, very, very happy with it and I would highly recommend it. Of course, links to both these products are available on the website at theveggrowpodcast.co.uk under the blog post for this podcast. Right, well that is it for this week's diary section. Please do let me know what you've been up to in your own allotments or gardens. And I'm going to have a, one of my little commercials and then I will be back 
in the podding shed to talk about what we can do throughout August and what we can sow throughout August. See you in just a minute. A few months ago, I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Well, here we are, the beginning of August. I've got to say, it seems to have came around really quick this year. I don't know if that's only me, but it just seems to have flown by. Now, August is often a month of abundance, a time when we can really see our hard work paying off as many of our plants start producing vegetables and fruits. But at the same time, as someone who wants to produce food all year round, it's also a time to sow more for some late crops or for crops into the winter and early spring. Now with that, what can we be sowing this month? And now, as always, you will find a list that I'm going to go through on the website at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. So you don't have to write everything down as you're trying to listen, especially if you're driving or busy in your garden. Now this month, we have already sown daikon radish, otherwise known as mooley radish. Now, this is a much larger radish than our common radish. It's a, a white tap root with a much milder taste and flavour, often used in Asian cookery. And it is delicious. I've got mine sown. I'm looking forward to seeing that grow and harvest it. Now, at this time of year, it's actually a really good time to sow many of our oriental crops, plants that originate from the Far East. And this could be Pak Choi or Wongbuk, both of which I will be sowing and growing. And we use these a lot in our cooking. And now it's also possible to grow Japanese onions from seed and sow these this month and we can overwinter them by looking at getting them out in the garden and into the ground in about October which is when we would usually be planting out our Japanese onion sets just gives you a little bit of a head start now this month I will be sowing some spring cabbages. This will give us some really nice cabbages in the springtime right when there's very little available. But I will be talking about how to grow in an upcoming podcast. Personally, I always like to grow cabbages all year round like many other brassicas. And another brassica that can be sown this month is kale. Kale is an incredibly hardy plant. But to grow it over winter, we might just still have time if we're quick to get it sown, get it into the ground and get it established before the cold weather sets in. However, 
we can still grow it for baby leaf right up to September. Now, in terms of carrots, we could sow some fast-growing carrots or even the short, stubby carrots such as Royal Chantenay. And this is just to add more fresh young carrots to our dishes or meals if you have some space it's well worth just throwing in some more carrot seeds and seeing what happens other roots that we could also sow would be our normal radish such as french breakfast turnips and kohlrabi all of which that i will be sowing this month now if you really want to push yourself then dwarf french beans they can be sown this month as well and it will give us a late crop of french beans it's certainly pushing the limits you won't find this in many books but it'll work because they are dwarf they tend to grow quick they don't tend to get too tall and what have you got to lose by giving it a try salad leaves of course they can be pretty much sown all year round with the right varieties this month we're still in summer so most salad leaves will be fine to sow this month. Again, they're very quick to produce. So within a few weeks, you could be harvesting these salad leaves. Again, just get them sown. I will be sowing them. I love growing our salads. We eat a lot of it. But if we want a bit of an alternative to salads, then perhaps you could look at lamb's lettuce, claytonia, rocket, mustard, radicchio just other options of a salady crop that can be grow but also something i'm going to be sowing this month too is winter hardy spring onions i like spring onions we eat them quite regularly so i try and grow those and we can get those growing through the winter too well worth doing now finally herbs herbs are probably one of my most favorite things to grow because they are so versatile Parsley and coriander both can be sown this month and I actually find it grows better when it's grown and sown throughout the cooler months. Chervil and basil are also good ones to sow and grow too. Again nice and easy and very very full of flavour. Well that's the seeds taken care of. If that's not enough to keep us busy well there's a whole list of tasks that we will want to tackle this month we want to keep on top of our watering especially if it's dry which seems a bit weird at the moment we don't know quite what's going on with the weather we seem to have rain constantly but of course with the rain and even if it's dry and we're watering there's a good chance weeds will be cropping back in so we want to try and keep on top of keeping the weeds out running the hoe for the soil regularly just try and do your best. I know it's easier said than done and I certainly struggle with weeds. Strawberry plants will probably need a good tidying up at the moment. I tend to find some leaves that turn a bit brown which I just remove and compost those and sometimes you'll find a stem reaching out from the strawberry plants with a baby strawberry plant popping up on the end. I'll pop that onto a pot of compost so it can get some more strawberry plants. Well the worth doing if you want to expand your strawberry plants. Now of course the most important thing to do is keep harvesting your crops as they come into season. Your second early and maybe even your main crop potatoes are starting to come into season. But something else that might be popping into season is your early sweet corn. Now, that could be producing. What you want to do to see if your sweet corn is ready, have a look at the tassels, these little strings that come out of the end of the cobs. If they've turned brown, peel back the husk and just pierce a sweet corn with your nail. 
If the juice that comes out is milky, it is ready. If it's watery, it's not quite ready. Now, if your sweet corn isn't showing signs that it is producing sweet corn just yet, don't worry, it's not uncommon. But you can just add a bit of a tomato feed or a high potash feed just to help it along. And that will hopefully lead to getting more sweet corn and better sweet corn. Tomatoes. If your tomatoes are growing well, they may be producing tomatoes already, but it's worth removing some of the lower leaves. And this encourages better ventilation and may prevent the spread of blight, but also it will encourage your tomatoes to ripen. Keep harvesting beans and peas. The more you harvest, the more they will produce. As I said earlier, you could sow some more dwarf French beans. You may even be able to do dwarf runner beans. But if you don't want to do that, don't worry. You can still just keep harvesting your French beans, keep harvesting your peas, and they will continue to produce more and more. Try and keep your birds and squirrels off your fruit. You could use nets, not my preferred way of doing things, but it's certainly an option. Or my preferred way is bird scarer tapes. Just little bits of like foil that glisten in the sun and scare off any birds. Now talking of fruits, if you have any gluts, any extra fruits that you can't eat in one sitting, well, what you can do is just lay those out individually on a tray and then throw that tray into the freezer where they will freeze and then you can bag it up and they aren't stuck together. They should freeze individually quite nicely. The final thing that I think August is a great time for, and we can now do this in the UK, is to invite your friends around for a barbecue. I love barbecues and I always feel that it's a great way to socialise and show off what you've been doing in your garden. And even better, if you're barbecuing some of the food that you have grown yourself something i really love to do well that is a huge list of seeds to sow and tasks to keep us busy through august of course we'll be podcasting right throughout august letting you know how i get on with all these tasks that is it for this week thank you so much for joining me next week i've got a little recording that i did when i went to wisley on saturday and visited the world food garden it's going to be a good one I'm looking forward to sharing this with you. But if you have anything you would want to add or you want to get in touch, my email address is richard at uk. You can visit the website at uk, where you can leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post or you can even leave us a voicemail asking a question or sharing a tip that I can then play into the podcast. And finally, you can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that just search for the Veg Grab podcast. Until next week, please take care. <laughs>